Does Auschwitz just like fall from the sky? Nope. Like tyranny, just just nope. appear out of anywhere. It doesn't nope. do it like that. It pitter patters. Canadians <laughs> just declared royal consent on gender issues in Canada. Royal consent. They're not God. That means they just voted without debate. They what? think they're both, God. What both sides of conservatives and liberals came together and said yes. Is this the Enlightenment again? What is <laughs> All going on? Over. It's worse. Hey, all's going to be <laughs> with true. you. This is Cross Politics Sunday Special. It's going to be with you on NRB TV, Xfinity Podcast, social media. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Of course, my favorite GIF is in the background doing the Merry Christmas thing because it's Christmas. And uh, this is about the last week you could join our club. And okay. get the man box shipped in on time before Christmas. But you can keep doing you can, it. You can after still this. keep doing it. Yeah. But, but if you want it for the Christmas present, yep. I like the fact that we have cigars in there. You know. Yep. But you could laugh these cigars. It could be like a twelfth day of Christmas present. Oh, Ooh. you know, epiphany present. Here at Cross yep. Politics, we do thirteen days yeah. of Christmas. <laughs> we do thirteen. Fourteen. The twenty-one. <laughs> Why not? Christmas stops January thirty-first. <laughs> Here. And, and, and Idaho. That's right. <laughs> hey, if you're looking for something other than a four-year college degree, this ad is for you. College is great, but it's not for everyone. Cornerstone Work and Worldview Institute seeks to fill that gap. Their mission is to build kingdom culture in the workplace through an integrative program of worldview instruction and on-the-job skills training under the guidance of mentors. They offer courses in Bible, theology, and economics. I wish David Bonson would teach that for you. You know, they're probably yes. his books. Oh, yeah. As well as business, project management, and marketing and more. They provide their students with internships with one of their business partners Ooh. so they can learn and gain practical skills. They invite you to join their mission to provide Christians another educational opportunity. Together, they can help their students grow confident in their faith and competent in their labor. I like that. Visit mm. them at cornerstonework.org to learn more to enroll or to partner with them. You guys know who our Surgeon General is? I forgot. Yeah. yeah well, according to our Surgeon General, this is his name. His name, uh, the, our U.S. Surgeon General. I love Vivek Murthy. Oh, pretty Murthy. good. It yeah. sounds like a commie. I mean, <laughs> dang, Vivek man. Murthy. Dang. Um, <laughs> dang. He, um, Murthy. He, he said this past week, he said um, uh, that the pandemic had caused anxiety, depression, and other mental health concerns to increase in our young people and our youth. Was it the pandemic or was it the lockdown? Oh, was it, yeah, it was the government. Well, and this got me thinking, you know, we've been saying this for a long time here on Cross Politics, almost since March 2020. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, shutdowns don't work. You remember that episode we went through? We're like, shutdowns don't work. We did it a lot. We, we okay. did that. <laughs> shutdowns don't work. And, and the cure is worse than disease. We've been saying, you know, the cure yeah. is worse than disease. That's right. Uh, and, and they, they shut down everything and then are somehow now concerned about the collateral damage in our children's mental health. Like, like, this is all of a sudden a concern. Wait, 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 wait. Collateral oh, yeah. damage in their kids' mental health. Not ours. <laughs> Not ours because they ain't doing what you want them to do. And, and so look, We've allowed our government to define what public health care is. We, we let them do that all. We've been letting them do that for really since the 70s, right? For a long time. Yeah. We've allowed them, uh, to, to, uh, what constitutes is a pandemic. We let them define what a pandemic or is. Or redefine it. Or redefine it. <laughs> what and a vaccine then, is. And then we let them just make up out of thin air, thin air how to deal with a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's right. Uh, right? Arbitrary. And, and so we should not be surprised that their way to solve the problem is worse than the actual problem itself. Right. And now in this article, they're defining what mental health is. Right. It's like, it's like, well, Reagan, remember it was this famous quote, like the worst, the, the, the most scary words Ten in words. English yeah. language are, yeah. I'm here from the government and I'm here to help mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Like, and, and just, just, like, yeah, I think it was 2012, they, 
the definition of a mental health disorder uh, included transgender people in 2012. In 2012, right? So it's, long ago. Right. Oh. It's not not that long ago. It's <laughs> and, crazy. And now, if you're in Canada and you tell someone that they're wrong, that's, you could go to jail for five years. That's right. Mm. <laughs> so we're wow. letting them. Yeah, we're, that right. law pass. So don't let them define what mental health is. Right. You know, um, this reminds me of that um, that statue of Stonewall Jackson. That was they pulled down last year in Richmond, Richmond Virginia. They're gonna be yeah. melting that, aren't uh-huh. they? Remember that? Um, what aren't they supposed to be melting that statue? If um, I remember, maybe correctly? so. I but but, rem- but listen to this. They brought it down because it was a public health threat. Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't know to who. Yeah. <laughs> remember, this is during all the uh, the Black Lives Matter uh-huh. riots and everything yep. else. But this, so they needed to pull it down because it was a public health threat due to the likelihood of emotional anguish. Leading to riots and violence. Mm. Because, you know, when, when, you know, when you just see that statue, you just gotta riot. You gotta burn down police yeah, stations yeah. and, just, you know. You know I, or, I, or you I, just I, cry. You're so weak, you yeah. just cry. <laughs> so, as you know, Gabe, the standard or definition for mental health is quickly evolving. It, yeah. Like, they're doing whatever they want with it. And when you reject God's law, it's only a matter of time before you attack God's law mm. and those who support it. There's no neutrality. There's actually no neutrality. Wait for our, our interview with our Canadians. Absolutely. About right? The other thing to note here is that the U.S. Surgeon General um, thinks many and many other Americans think that it's his job to take care of our mental health. That's what yeah. that article from yeah. The Hill assumed. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's his job to take care of the mental health of our children. But he and the federal government need to get the hell out of my health care. Preach, That's preacher. Right. That is okay. right. Preach, and, preacher. And, and I'm not using that word flippantly or lightly. Yeah. The end road of centralization yeah. is hellish. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Okay? Preach, preach we're, we're talking about hell. Right? That's why I mean, get yeah. the hell out of my medical care, my health care decisions. It's not your job. Mm. Right. Centralization, thinking you can make good decisions for everyone from some high mm. tower. I don't know. Let's call it Orthank. Mm-hmm. You get that joke yet? Mm-hmm. No, nope, you don't. Okay. Is supreme <laughs> arrogance and pride to think uh-huh. at a central power, you can just make health care decisions for people beneath you. Yeah. Right? What is that? Millions it's, of people beneath you, a thousand claim, miles away. It's a claim to be God. That's, That's right. right. That's it's right. a claim to be God. But playing it's, it's God. It's royal consent. Yeah. Playing God never turns out well. If you can play God by forcing medical decisions on me and my family, eventually you can play God by deciding that people who don't want to take your stupid advice like Christians, have mental health issues themselves and they need treatment because they are unclean and unwashed and they are a danger and, to society. And we need to listen uh, to, what's his name here, Murian oh, Tursky. Wait, wait a second. First, I just think Pastor needs one of these. Yeah, you got it. Because that's just how good what he said was. What has been happening lately, um, I was on Twitter and I was looking at what was going on in Austria and I was awakened. Yeah. Um, I found this particular clip we're about to play, and yeah. I'm thinking that we need to go back to 1931. Yeah, yeah we need to do some and then, history lessons. Yeah, and history lessons, and hear things in a whole new way and start attaching it to the current situation we're in. And and, and listen, so this is Marion Tursky. He was a survivor of Auschwitz. Was there having, back in 2020 in January, listen to me, January, January 27th, 20, 2020. It was almost like, God sent a prophet. Now, if you don't, Trump, Trump shut down uh, travel to China on February first okay. or January thirty. So, so you that's, still have a chance to listen to the prophet. So yeah. God sends a prophet. Now, listen. Let, let's 
pause that, hold that, put a pin in that for a second. In Austria, what's happening right now, they have actually separated the vax from the unvax. And the unvaxxed have basically no attachment to society anymore. Yeah. They, unless they get vaccinated, they're confined to their homes for only five different reasons, and they can't only move. five. Only only five. <laughs> Go out and get some food, but you get back in your house. They have been separated from society in Austria. Here's what's amazing about this clip: back in January 27, 2020, Marion, who is a survivor of Auschwitz, called out the Austrian president at the begin. This is a 22 minute video. You have to see all of it. He calls out the Austrian president as he begins to give as he begins to give his his talk. And he says, the Austrian president told me, Austrian president, you know, we had this conversation that Auschwitz doesn't just fall from the sky. Oh, wow. The Austrian president told the him. The Austrian this guy. president told Marion that wow. listen, fall out of the sky. it doesn't fall out the sky. And then he, then Marion goes on to give how we actually get yeah. to the place where we got Auschwitz. Here's four minutes. You can read an inscription on the benches. Jews must not sit on these benches. You could say it's unpleasant, it's not fair, it's not right. But after all, there are so many benches around. You can sit somewhere else. Of course you can. There was a swimming pool and over its door, an inscription read, Jews are forbidden to enter. You could say, well, pleasant this is not, but there are so many places in Berlin where you can take a bath or swim, so many lakes, canals, it's nearly like Venice. At the same time, you can read somewhere else, Jews must not belong to German singing associations. So what? All right. They want to sing. They want to make music. Let them just meet somewhere else. They will do their singing. All right. What comes up later is an order, really. More of an order than of an inscription. Non-Aryan children must not play with Aryan children, mm. with the German children. All right, they'll play on their own. And then you read, we only sell bread and food to Jews after 5 p.m. Right, less choice. This makes your life harder. But after all, after 5 p.m., you can still do your shopping. Now, I warn you, I warn you, I'm getting used to a thought, that thought that someone may be excluded becomes mediated into our lives. The thought that somebody can be stigmatized that someone may be alienated. And that's how it is done, step by step. Slowly, people begin to see that this is something normal. Both victims and the perpetrators, the witnesses, 
those whom we in English call bystanders, those who see it become familiar and they become acquainted with that thought, familiar with the idea that the minority that produced Einstein, Nelly Sachs, Henry Heine, Mendelssohn's, and many novelists, that it is different, that it can be pushed beyond the margin of the society, that they are different people, that they are alien people, that they are the people that carry germs, that cause pandemics. What? <laughs> wow. And this now is a horror that's dangerous. This is where what may happen soon takes its origin. And here you see how the words of the president come true. Auschwitz did not fall suddenly from the skies. It was pittering, pattering in all those tiny steps. It was approaching until what happened here behind me did happen. Auschwitz did not fall from the sky, and it came pittering and pattering. If you Those look at the, steps. at the 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 people who showed up were world leaders. All of them were there. You have to wait for the third segment to see oh, one of the other people who happened to be there. This is gonna. He's giving this talk in front of those bricks, world leaders, and Auschwitz itself. It's, this is at Auschwitz. He's giving this talk in January twenty seventh, right? But and he actually said how you can see how these people were seen to be Jeremy. And the ones who start pandemic. They cause pandemic. Right. And here we are right now. Right. Guys, I'm just, um, this is almost biblical in one sense where you got a prophet who comes in. Yeah. 75th anniversary of Auschwitz telling you, yeah. hey, remember how we got here. Right. Remember what it took to get here. Right. And he's talking to the leaders. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and warning them. Yeah. Almost, hey, guys, something is coming. And two months later. Yeah. It's like the people who were sitting there had no ears. Yeah. And it seems like we're in the place right now where we don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Guys, we are repeating history, and it's absolutely yeah, that's right. insane where we're at right now. Um, you have to stay here for, for this Pastor interview. Andrew yeah. and Pastor Michael yep. in Canada talking about Man. if Auschwitz is closer to them in Canada than we would hope for and what we can do to possibly stop it here in America. Man. More cross-politic coming up next. Woo. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations, we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. It's good to get
get some rowdy Canadians on. You know, rowdy Canadians. Rowdy Canadians. Is there such thing? Oh man, we is need, there such thing? We need. <laughs> Don't you know? Hey, they play hockey. That's true. I'm talking about that. Hey, this show's brought to you by Bobo Construction. (laughs) Bobo. Christians need to start thinking about doing business with fellow Christians. No. That's for real. This isn't a plug for our FLF business listing. This is a plug for Bobo Construction Incorporated. Are you a developer, architect, or project manager? If so, I have a Christian commercial construction company. You should be partnering with Bobo Construction Inc. is a fourth-generation family-owned general contractor that was founded back in 1952. Wow. Fourth-generation. Their motto is, whatever is fair and right, that's what we do. I like like that. The Bobo Construction Inc. headquarters is in Sacramento County, California. Oh, they're in the, they're behind the. They're right in the Capitol. They're defying vaccine mandates. I love they just say that in their advertisement. They care about your health because they got me this little note about be careful in the golf carts. Bobo Construction Inc. has recently expanded into Idaho and eastern Washington with offices in Meridian and Coeur d'Alene and is in search of potential partners to wage war on tyranny with. Get it. They can do do anything, um, anything you want done. They can do commercial projects from zero to 80 million. Some of their past projects include retail, office buildings. Uh, they, they're, they're doing it all. Schools, maybe, maybe colleges. cross politics studios someday. <laughs> Learn more about Bobo Construction Inc. Visit them at boboconstructioninc.com. You can also contact Austin Bobo at a bobo at boboconstructioninc.com or call him. This is his personal cell phone, 208-789-099. That's what is that again? Because you said personal. 208-789-0995. That's hilarious. Look him up. Yep. Guys, um, I, I, um, I want to read to you from a book that I just read last night. Um, the book is called How Do You Kill 11 Million People? I want to know why you want to know that, Pastor. Um, Are you on the FBI watch list? <laughs> um, because the truth, matter, it, the, the truth matters more than you think. I this is actually that. a New York Times best um, seller, but... Um, he says the answer is breathtakingly simple. It's a really simple book, actually, and still being used by some elected leaders to achieve various goals today. How do you kill 11 million people? Lie to them. That's it. Lie to them. According to testimony provided under oath by witnesses at the Nuremberg Trials back in 1946, Adolf Eichmann, known as the master, um, he, he was the one who was directed by written order to implement the final solution. Oh. which was the execution of uh, 6 million Jews, 5 million other uh, Europeans. Wow. And he explains um, how he did this. And an intricate web of lies to be delivered in stages was designed to ensure the cooperation of the condemned but unknowing Jews. First, as barbed wire fences were erected encircling entire neighborhoods, Eichmann or his representatives met with Jewish leaders to assure them that the physical restrictions being placed upon their community in what later became known as ghettos were only temporary necessities of war. As long as they cooperated, he told them, no harm would come to those inside the fence. Second, bribes were taken from the Jews in the promise of better living conditions. The bribes convinced the Jews that the situation was indeed temporary and that no further harm would befall them. Mm. After all, They reasoned, why would the Nazis accept bribes if they only intended to kill us and take everything away? These first two stages of deception were conducted to prevent uprisings or even escape. Finally, Eichmann would appear before a gathering of the entire ghetto, accompanied by an entourage of no more than 30 local men and officers of his own, many of whom were unarmed, 
and he addressed the crowd in a strong, clear voice. According to sworn statements, these were very likely his exact words. Jews, at last, (laughs) it can be reported to you that the Russians are advancing on our eastern front. I apologize for the hasty way we brought you into our protection. Wow. Brought you into our protection. Unfortunately, there was little time to explain. You have nothing to worry about. We want only the best for you. You will leave here shortly and be sent to very fine places indeed. You will work there. Your wives will stay at home and your children will go to school. You will have wonderful lives. You will all be terribly crowded on the trains, but the journey is short. Men, please keep your families together and board the rail cars in an orderly manner. Quickly now, my friends, we must hurry. The Jewish husbands and fathers relieved by the explanation and comforted by the fact that they, there weren't more armed soldiers. They helped their families into the rail cars. The containers designed to transport eight cows were each packed with a minimum of 100 human beings and quickly padlocked. At that moment, they were lost. The trains rarely stopped until well inside the gates of Auschwitz. And now this from one of the Canadian health ministers. So in, in terms of uh, the proof of vaccination, uh, we'll continue to monitor the data and make recommendations to government. Uh, uh, a basic means of protecting individuals is stopping the mixing of unvaccinated and vaccinated. And if our cases continue uh, through and after the holidays, uh, uh, we would make recommendations of government to continue the certification process in play. Um, but we'll continue to review the data. Review the data. Andrew Bartolo is the teaching elder at Encounter Church in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. He's project manager for the Church Must Gather Initiative for the mm. Liberty Coalition of Canada. Dr. Michael Thiessen is co-founder and president of Liberty Coalition Canada and the pastor of Grace Baptist Church in Alliston, Ontario. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us on Cross Politic. Thanks for having us, guys. And you were, it's D. Bartolo. You almost got it. You were like so close. <laughs> so close. Well, see, he said Bartolo so the government couldn't find you. you see, yeah, that, he, that'll he help. Said, yeah. That'll help. I was trying to protect you. <laughs> Uh, you Italians are so specific, Andrew. <laughs> you know what? Bartolo is a Spanish name that means wagon driver. My last name means son of a wagon driver. So for what it's worth. Moving up son of a wagon driver. Love your roots, bro. Yeah. Love your roots. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I promise to call you that from now on. Every time. <laughs> so, Michael. Hey, guys. Good to be here. Given, given what I just read about. Uh, the lead up to Auschwitz and what this health minister from Ontario just said, how far along is Canada down this authoritarian path? Oh, he's so stunned. He just, he just, he just froze. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's that bad. Uh, wagon, wagon driver. Yeah. <laughs> what a- son of a wa- that's son of a wagon driver to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pastor, son of a wagon driver. Yeah. Uh, why don't you? How f- why don't we start with you, and hopefully Thiessen can get back on. Yeah, I think that we have successfully divided our population into two groups of people, and I think one group is the uh, diseased, unclean group that must be separated from the rest, and they need to be reeducated. Uh, they are cut off from certain privileges that the others get to enjoy, and you know they they just they don't listen, they don't agree with what's going on, they don't buy in the narrative, and then. There's another section of the population that can go to restaurants and watch sporting events and now actually fly. You can't fly if you're not, if you're a part of this diseased, unclean group, you're not allowed to get on a plane inside or out of the country. So 
as far as that's concerned, when we're there, we're definitely there. Pastor Andrew, um, before, let's say, January 2020, where were you at in thinking about Canada's liberties and, you know, authoritarianism? Uh, you know, were you kind of sitting cushy uh, before January 2020? I mean, we weren't thinking about these things. I think that we just kind of grown up in a system where it seemed that the government wasn't encroaching on us that much. It seemed like we kind of, at least in the church, they kind of respected us. They let us do our thing and, you know, we paid our taxes. And I think what's been highlighted after the fact is that their hands are in way more than we thought. Mm. Um, and, and there's, there's a lot more going on and, and everything, education, the media, everything. And we thought it was okay until they actually started encroaching on the church. Now, Michael, Michael, are you back? I am. Yeah, I'm back, guys. Okay, great. Um, so the Liberty Coalition was started because a bunch of churches and businesses were trying to push back against the uh, authoritarianism. And so you guys uh, started the Liberty Coalition. Um, is that correct? Is that how it kind of came about? Yeah, we're actually uh, on our uh, coming up on our first year anniversary. We launched Liberty Coalition Canada January 9th, twenty twenty, and uh, you know, short end of the story is that uh, about five or six of us pastors had been charged already. Uh, we had we had constitutional lawyers coming to our defense, and 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 really, we started talking about this very early on in the pandemic with Christian lawyers who were so concerned about the constitutional um infringements uh but they they started coming to our defense and saying hey how can we help and then we had a few politicians who wanted to talk and so uh we were able to then form and and we started working together and realizing how quickly um and how far um the socialism in our country reached our 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 our, our prime minister literally quoted just a few weeks ago saying as the largest employer in Canada, we, the government must, and then, wow. uh, and then talked about vaccine mandates. Wow. So, um, the largest employer in Canada is our government. Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, so, man, guys, I have been shocked recently in the last two years and the, it's funny, I think the last year of dealing with this, some of me has become numb in dealing with it, yeah. that the things that are happening, I look at Austria, I see people marching down the street, I'm like, yay, but I still am not observant of what is actually coming down the pike. If you guys have a moment, just for a second, can you try and shake everybody who's listening and let them know where we're at and what's actually coming? Because I don't know how to do it. And then after you do that, could you kind of tell people what it is we can do to, to stop it and throw this train to off wake the up. tracks? Well, so uh, if you don't mind, I, I'll go first, Andrew, just because yeah, my yeah. internet's still pretty good right now with the guys. <laughs> um, look, at, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, Andrew started giving you a picture. Um, you have our Ontario chief medical officer speaking of the unvaccinated as people that shouldn't mix in society. Like you guys played that quote, right? Yeah. Um, you have our, our, at least in this province of Ontario, you have uh, representative government literally shut down 
and our government is run by uh, the uh, Dr. Kieran that you just played, the health minister, Christine Elliott, and two or three lobbyists who basically inform their decisions. So our entire province, and then of course the rest of Canada uh, is heavily affected by Ontario because we have a, the, the majority of the population of the country. Right. And uh, you have police surveilling churches still. You have people, um, you have people going into churches, taking photos of what's going on in churches in order to report it to the police. Mm. You have, uh, in one of our provinces, you have, um, uh, limits on restrictions again on churches and they're looking into vaccine mandates to get into churches. Uh, you, you have thousands upon thousands of people losing their jobs, including police officers, doctors, nurses mm. who have intelligent medical reasoning. They have religious foundations to resist the coercion and it is all being ignored. We have not had one win in court in Canada so uh, we we uh, we we had a, we got we had your news quite well, guys, right? So you you guys have had some big wins in court. You had the yeah. you had the California win. Right. You had the the nine marks win. Um, Mandate wins. You had you've had man. We have we have not had one win in a Canadian court yeah. as of yet. Wow. Not one. Uh, Mike, Michael, uh, real quick before we get to Andrew, I just want to follow up on something you said. You said representative government has been shut down, and I like. Like, what do you mean by that? Okay, so these mandates in Canada, they have a they have an expiry date, and every single time we get to one of the expiry dates, the 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 elected officials get together, and they all vote to extend the emergency measures, and then from then on, they can debate, they can meet, they can do whatever they want, but. The mandates give um, unilateral control of the mm, province I see. to the three people that I just mentioned, or uh, the four people. You notice I didn't even mention the premier of our of right. our province. He's not in control. He sits off into a corner and gets told by his polling managers and his his campaign leaders what to do. They tell him what to do. They uh, are both paid lobbyists, and um, yeah, and. And then you have the health minister and then you have the chief medical officer. Right. Those people make the decisions for our province and nobody else does. Got it. it rep- the representatives maybe have a chance at ending something if they would, but not, but that's not happening. And in the meantime, all they're doing is passing it off to those, um, those medical, prof- you know, whatever elites every time they have an opportunity. Yes, absolutely. Andrew, I want to hear from you. Um, so it, it, um, how do you interrupt this pattern? What, um, uh, same question. Um, this, you know, how, how bad is it? And can you say something to wake up, um, Americans who maybe think, Hey, we got a few wins. We're good to go. Well, certainly what you don't do is you write a, you don't write an article with the gospel coalition Canada telling Americans to ignore billies. That's probably a really terrible way to start. Um, <laughs> so, so I guess one thing would be, uh, stop paying any attention to big Eva because they're full of wow. cowards and compromisers. So stop, stop that. Bars. Don't, don't follow TGC anymore. Um, <laughs> don't, don't pay attention to them because wow. they're irrelevant. So that's the first thing. Uh, probably 
turn off your news because all the media is government funded here. So everything you watch on the TV, it's all the same messaging. So with those things in mind, I think what, what we're doing and the only thing we can do is we have to be public about our churches being open, restriction free, willing to pay the cost. I mean, you guys have had some guys on your show that have taken a number of arrows, Mm -hmm. uh, Jacob and Tim and James. And so we have to continue to be meeting open, restriction free, public about it, bold about it. I think, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a pessimistic kind of guy. I think, unfortunately, we're at the point where most of the lines have been drawn. And so most of the churches that have decided we're going to simply comply have complied. I don't think anything's going to wake them up at this point. I certainly don't think some of the crazy radical sexual agenda stuff is going to wake them up either, which is next down for us. Yep. So I, I think at this point, we have to continue to be bold in what we're doing. Um, I and mean, I'm thankful for guys like you. I'm thankful for Founders Ministry for mm. shining a light on what's going on here and for drawing attention to it. Uh, I mean, I have friends in the States. I talked to them about what's going on. I had a conversation the other day with a guy and he said, you got to get out of there. You got to get <laughs> out of there now. He had no idea what's going on up here because no one's, no one's highlighting it. Yep. Uh, but I mean, we continue to press on and our churches meet. Amen. Um, I mean, re- so. You know, you ask the question, what's going on? Where the state of things? I think I'd mentioned to, to Gabe that Bill C-4 passed in the House mm-hmm. and it recently passed in the Senate and it's received higher assent, royal assent, which means as of January 8th, if you counsel a man and say, I know you have desire to be with another man, but you should be with a woman. Or if you tell a six-year-old girl that, even though she thinks she's a boy, she's a girl, you could go to jail for that or probably get hefty fines. Wow. So that's that's where we are. Wow. So uh, can I jump in on that, guys? Yes, yeah, please. please. Uh, I just, Andrew painted a, a dark picture there, but it's even darker than that. You, 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 <laughs> oh, I want no, you to imagine. Yeah, please, bring more. <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to imagine something for for a moment, okay? Just imagine that the Republicans in the U S were the ones who stood up in Congress. And I don't understand all of the processes there and said, this bill needs to pass with no debate and no committee discussions, the Republicans. Right. And then the Democrats stood up and said, yes, absolutely. And then they all got up in the house and and they went across the floor and they hugged and they, shook hands remember during a pandemic while in our province it's still illegal not to socially distance inside and not to wear masks they 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 they, they break social distancing rules and they walk across if the republicans and the democrats that is what's happened what happened was it was a conservative mp who is trying to get out ahead of the narrative that conservatives are homophobes and transphobes wow. who said we we want royal uh, we we want a unanimous consent, and by doing so, it skipped five levels of accountability. It, it skipped any debate, and it skipped any committee uh, possible uh, uh, situations where they would put it away to a committee to look at. Number two, then a week later, as Andrew already described, the same thing happens in the Senate. It is a conservative mm. senator who asks 
for unanimous consent. Yeah, no dissent, not a single conservative cast a dissenting vote. There is not a single politician in Canada. Mm. Now, listen, I, I want you to I'm going to read the bill to you guys because this is how dark it is. I want you I, 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 I'm going to read the bill to you, please. This is what it says. This is the preamble of the bill. Whereas conversion therapy causes harm to humans who are subjected to it. And, and let's just for our Christian mindset, use the word conversion therapy, meaning whereas converting people to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Uh Okay. Converting people to a biblical sexuality. Okay. So it says that is a harm to persons who are subjected to it. And whereas conversion therapy causes harm to society. And listen to this. Because among other things, this is right in the bill, because among other things, it is based on and propagates myths, myths, they Mm. use the word myths, and stereotypes Mm. about, and then they go sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression. So so if you stand, and uh, every guy can do it right now, and you just look downward at your junk, and you go, oh, I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. Because I got one of those things. <laughs> That's that is considered myth in Canadian law. Yeah. Like for a young lady yeah. to start developing and wanting to be a mother and 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 developing the body parts to do it, for her just to it's called body affirming, body affirmation, right? You guys know Nancy Piercy's book, Love Thy Body. Yep. Like just simple to affirm your body and to say it out loud and to tell somebody to affirm their body is myth according to Canadian law right now. So you guys ask, what what do we do to shock Americans awake dudes like win some political wins, get the Republicans back in power, kick all the woke out because you're our last hope. Cause if (sighs) if it's you guys, then we're going, we're, if we don't have incentives from big brother, we're done. Sorry, boys. I ramble. No, so, so, you should ramble more. No. So, what is um, what is the recourse? So, the reformers. Hold on, um, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, you can ask, yeah, this, yeah. ask this question in a second. <laughs> I, I want to ask that question, yeah, yeah. but I just yeah. want to connect a bunch of these dots real quick, Please. because I don't. I, I mean, it, these are not unrelated realities. The the this the sexual um, insanity that that Mike's just described is not yeah. unconnected right. um, to the right. loss right. of freedom, mm-hmm. the loss right. of freedom to worship, right. loss of freedom to live your life, a loss of freedom to own property, provide for your family, all of that. It's all connected. Um, and it's, and because when reality is something that you make up, so they're calling biblical sexuality. What, what, what Pastor Mike just said, like, mm-hmm. look down guys, you know, you're a man, right? The, the reality is right in front of you. That's based on object, objectivity, yeah. truth, yeah. reality, the way God actually made the world. And there's a, and there's a, 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 a hard stop there. Yeah. But when you can make it up, when yes. you can make it up as you go along, you say, you look like a man, but you're actually a woman. Uh, you look like a woman, you're actually a man. Okay. They can make anything up. It doesn't matter. They can make point. anything up. They can define freedom for whatever they want it to mean. They, they call reality myths. And what they're calling re- reality actually is the myth. Like right. they're making it up, and that's right. and and that's the heart of tyranny. That's, that's the right. heart of tyranny is to be able to make it up, and it's it goes back to the garden. It, this is this is the satanic lie. You can be like God. You better preach. You can thing. you can make reality whatever you want it to be. And when you hear that, that means there's no brakes on that car. There's no. And it goes brakes. back to your it goes back to your original reading in the book. Yeah, 
How exactly. did they get them on the train? They just told them a flat out lie. Exactly. Well, the, the analogy of the car is good. I've heard you guys talk before about, you know, do we vote Republican? Do we vote Democrat? I mean, one's headed to the cliff at 80 miles an hour. One's yeah. headed to the cliff at 60. Like we're off the cliff, like the car's off the cliff yep. and, and we're pulling the cords already for the parachutes. And I mean, what we're seeing here is we're seeing a fully developed in full bloom fruit is ripe statism. Right. Where I think there's more of a battle south of us up here. I mean, our country has been fully handed over to it. And so when the mm. state's God, what does God get to do? Whatever, God gets to define what marriage is. God gets to yeah. define what sexuality is. God gets to define the terms of worship. God gets to define who's right. clean and who's unclean. Right. God gets to, yeah. in, God gets to and, breathe out his word. Yeah. And when, and when, um, these people who stand for reality are threats to society, then you're fully, uh, it's fully fine to lock them up. I mean, we, 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 uh, who was it? Was it, uh, uh, was it James Coates or the one where they they released uh, uh, like yeah, a, James, it was James. A, a pedophile or something like as that? As he's like, going into from the same prison that he was getting prison. taken into, yeah. I mean, that's that's the world we live in. Hey guys, I I want to ask you, and maybe this is an irrelevant question, and and Gabe, you can have it after this, but is it possible? And and I don't know, but is it possible? That part of what we see right now is what it's like to have an unarmed society happening in Canada. Do, do the fact that p- citizens are not nearly as heavily armed part of the problem as well with gun laws? I mean, I know we have problems here in America, but it seems like s- at least I think our government has some fear still of of the citizens. Um, but is that is that playing any part in 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 what's happening in Canada at all? I don't think they have to be afraid here. Like our government has to be afraid. Like, like it's not illegal to own weapons. Um, it's not illegal to own a bunch of the same weapons you guys do. I think that. The difference is mm. we've grown up like we've been a part of generations of a of a culture of a society that not only relies on the government for everything. Right. They've been dad for a long time. And so we rely on them. We're enslaved to them. Um, they've been kind of good to us. And so there's no sense of them being afraid because you have a fairly compliant citizenry. I mean, like super compliant. You have churches here that like there's no vaccine mandate in churches, except for, I think, in one province where you have to require proof of vaccination. In Toronto, in the largest city in the country, you had a number of churches come together and they actually petitioned the government saying, please, oh, please implement vaccine mandates. Look, we're going to do it even before you require it. Unbelievable. And so they're willing to go above and beyond to comply. And so the state doesn't have to be afraid. They don't have to worry about it because yeah. they know. Yeah. I mean, like our... Our vaccine percentage here is like over 90. It's wild because you take away restaurants, you take away movies, you just make it a little uncomfortable and people fold. And we've been like that here for generations. Yeah, for generations we've been like that here. So if I if I can jump in on that. Please, please. Andrew, it's exactly how Andrew described. It's it's like the car analogy. We're off the cliff. And most of Canadians are like, hey. Uh, can we check the radio? I really, um, I really want to see if I can get like a blue rodeo song or, uh, can we, can we play free fallen by Tom? <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Uh, this like, is fun. They're like, Hey, we're in the car and we're off yeah. the cliff. And, and just, just care. two more months, just, just two more months off the cliff. And then we'll be back on the cliff again. Yeah, just another right. like, two months. Eventually we'll be back. We'll go under the water and yeah. 
and 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 the government will come and they'll 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 pull they'll pull the the suffocating car out of the water and they'll give us gifts and shower us with more music uh, and that's the problem they gave us so they gave us the car and they gave us the parachute and they, they gave us all oh. the stuff that we drove off the cliff with it anyways and then you have people clinging to it mm. and they're still hoping that they're going to come by in a helicopter there's another provision from it oh, yeah man. the helicopter is going to come and save us as we're coming off the cliff because the parachute they gave us doesn't open because they don't do anything. They don't do anything well. And so the parachute doesn't work. And so this is, this is, I mean, this is, this is Canada by and large. And when you talk to people about the idea that maybe there's some nefarious motives, like maybe they're not to be just fully trusted. Maybe we shouldn't comply. That's crazy talk. You sound American. That's what we hear. You sound like those Americans. Wow. Well, and, and I, sorry guys, I just want to jump. I, and, and not only do you not, I don't even think you can be accused to be American anymore because this is my message to your American viewer, viewers. You only get to be accused of being Republican now because right. the Democrats are all Canadians. Like we like, right. we love them. Like they're, they're a bunch of statists. We, right. we, yay. Right. So, yep. so, uh, That's right. you guys, you guys got your work cut out for you because you have a bunch of commies in your country as well. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. So, so Andrew, um, what are, is the church? Uh, what tools does the church have and, and what are you guys doing to, you know, at this point fight, in the game, yeah, yeah, at this point in the game to fight? Well, I think one of the things that we've realized is, I mean, there are a few options. One is just flee. And some people have done that. Some people have made escapes south of the border to, you know, more conservative leaning states because work allows it. Uh, some people have decided to move to the middle of nowhere and just homestead and be totally separate from anyone and everything, which is dangerous because you're separate from church and from community. Yep. And so, but then there's guys like Mike and I and pastors we're connected with and our mentality is no, we're not going to run away and hide. No, we don't believe we're losing. We believe that the kingdom of God advances. It's an Amen. offensive Amen. that we bring all things under the lordship of Christ, right? We believe that the gates of hell will not be able to withstand it. Amen. We also know history that the people who build institutions that are worthwhile, the people who build schools and hospitals and actually build cultures, these are Christians who do that. Amen. And they've been doing it for 2000 years. And so mm. what we've decided is that we're going to stay and we're going to stay and we're going to build strong, thriving mm. Christian communities. We're going to be That's discipling nice. other pastors and other guys in the country. I mean, part of my work with the Liberty Coalition has been connecting with guys like coast to coast, finding men whose churches have been open and restriction free, connecting with them, encouraging them, trying to network them with other like minded guys and building. I mean, I had a conversation with Jared Longshore last week. What you guys have done and been able to build in Moscow, like this is a you know a decades long process. We want to be intentional in building that kind of stuff here. We we don't just want to run right. I think the mentality, and I think it's it's a it, it, in some ways it's also a certain kind of view of eschatology and of the kingdom of God that leans itself toward let's just get in our fallout shelter. After 75 years, when the nuclear stuff fades, we'll reemerge. <laughs> and our mentality is, no, no, we're going to push back. We're going to start schools. We're going to actually be self-sustaining. And we're going to hand off a strong, thriving church to our kids Amen. and to their kids. And so that's that's part of our work is is doing that and finding other guys who are going to join in that. Man, I, I love that answer. But um, 
you're you're going to be you're going to wind up in jail. You can't you can't preach against the sin of homosexuality. If if your your church can bear can't be open without going to jail. Well, then the jail's about to get converted, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> then the jail's about to Amen. fall. Amen. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm just, well, I'm right. so so what we do is you can't raise your family. We've we've talked about this as a family. I mean, I've had to have these conversations with my wife, and we've talked about this as a church. And the understanding is: Do we want to be faithful? Do we want to be obedient to Christ? I mean, we look back with such warm feelings regarding the reformers. I mean, we love what they did and we love the stories. And then, okay, now it's our time. Oh no, I'll be those other guys. And so right. <laughs> it's the church. It's the church. We've decided is we're going to be obedient and we're going to be faithful. We're going to be wise, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that we need to fling open our doors and say, Hey, police and media come in here. We don't want to do that. Right. We can be shrewd, but are we going to be faithful and pay the cost? Or are we not? I mean, Amen. if you're not willing to to take up your cross, you're not worthy of being my disciple. Mm. That's what Jesus said. You're not worthy of being my disciple if you if you're not willing to to join the death march. And so we'll be wise, but if it's going to cost, I mean, we have faithful brothers already in this country who've taken a number of arrows. They've been to prison. They've been released. They've had a tons of fines. The Lord has provided. Dr. Michael, last words to you, sir. By the way, Andrew's being totally behaved. He's one of the funniest guys I know. And he's trying to, he's presenting his resume to fight, laugh, feast. Uh, you know, just, he's, he's virtue signaling. What resume? There's no just, resume, Mike. There's no resume. We just in no case music. he has to go to the U.S. He wants to make sure you guys know he's a post mill and he wants to make sure you guys. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Mike, Mike. All Mike, of this stuff. Don't, don't slander. I'm not post mill. I'm oh, all mill. So positive. No, you ain't. Yeah, son no, of a you, wagon. I know, I know. you son of a wagon driver. You ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an all millennial wagon driver. You know what? Was that like a? I think when we call him a wagon driver, that's like a microaggression. Anyways, <laughs> I to say, um, I think there's a few things. Uh, we are honestly praying for courage in the U.S because Canadians are affected by us politics. So my, well, my message to your viewers is if you want to see a free Canada, you've got to stay a free America. Um, uh, because our prime minister will only ever go as far as that, which will work for a relationship with the United States. And if our prime minister knows that, uh, a good partnership with China and a good partnership with the U.S. is going to flow naturally into uh, soft totalitarianism, then our prime minister will go as far as he possibly can to re-engineer our society. So my my first point is uh, uh, Christians all across North America, including the United States and in Canada, need to return to proclaiming Christ's authority in every, in every moment. Uh, I like, we have a, we have a great joke and I've told it like 50 times in the last two weeks. Cause I love it. But at our church, it's like, if any pagan ever questions you, you just say, kiss the sun, lest he be angry with you. That's it. Just, <laughs> you don't have authority. You don't have morality. You do not have a, a position to suppress the church we are the we are the we are the voice piece of God. We we we're, we're the megaphone of the Lord, and um, we need 
to speak to you about your behavior in government. And, and it's, it's vitally important that Americans do that the way you've already been leading and you, and you get better at it and you win. So if you want to save, if Canada is to be saved, America must be saved. Uh, and then number two, I just want to say that uh, we are praying for revival and, and that is really for me why we are in the public fight because what we are learning is that the more we speak about about the word of god the more we apply uh, uh the the uh the supremacy of god and the authority of the lord and the sufficiency of the word to real life issues people will have the opportunity to repent and they'll have the opportunity to turn to the lord and it has been the shame of the north american church that we have hidden the words of the Lord from society. That's right. So we need to rebring the words publicly. And uh, I'm hoping for great revival because we've been so pathetic for so long. No, <laughs> no wonder we're getting exactly what we deserve. Amen. Yeah. So maybe some people got to go to jail, but it is, it, it's going to be like cho- chocolate Knox referred to. It's, it's going to, then, then revivals come into the jails. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 Man, you guys are encouraging. Yep. Um, this is the kind of this is the kind of potent gospel. When you stand here, when you stand here, the way these men are standing, Amen. this is this is glorious. And, Absolutely, uh, I, and revival's coming. Pastor Michael, Pastor Andrew, thank you guys, man. Praying for you. We're here America, for you guys. Yep. America, listen, are you waking up? Woo, more cross politic coming up next. Whoa, man. that was real. That was some man, man. Those are those are men right there. Yep. Yeah, they are. Find yourself a pastor like that. Amen. Welcome back Amen. to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight Laugh Feast Network. During COVID, pornography use increased by over twenty three percent. Depression rates tripled. Screen time increased by five hours a day. These are extremely alarming statistics, especially now we're seeing the need for true biblical accountability on our digital media. Mm. Accountable to you. That's accountable. The number two, you, Y-O-U, is an accountability software that runs on your phone or computer and shares detailed activity reports with a partner that you choose. Having accountability in place is a proven way to fight temptation, safeguard integrity, and provide peace of mind in your family. Don't wait until it's too late. Start your free trial today at accountable, the number two, Y-O-U, accountable to you.com forward slash FLF. It is a little funny because um, when I was, when we were working with accountable to you and bringing them on and everything, I, I mean, I see the immediate application between, you know, like uh, uh, pornography yep. and, you know, older people who are struggling with it and need accountability. But um, you can, uh, my buddy actually brought this use to my attention. He's got some 10, 11, 12 year old kids. And he just puts it on their devices, so of he course. can yeah. just kind of make sure Put that, it everywhere. That, you know, that they don't accidentally get in a place where they shouldn't be yes. on the internet and everything. And so that um, it's actually a good yeah. thing to use for all your kids' devices and everything. So. Right, and support the people that support yeah. us. That's and, uh, exactly right. Right, right. to you. Com. Man, those, those Canadian guys. I think. I think one of the big takeaways for me in that interview is like, am I listening? Am am I? Do listening? you really hear? Do I really hear yeah. what's going on we and what see they're where saying? We, are. we see where we are, right? Yeah. No, and I don't feel like we do. 
I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like we do. And, and I think I think we need to actually um, we need to go back and, and visit Tursky and what yeah. he's. Am I pronouncing his name right? Tursky. That sounds right. But it's think, Auschwitz. Just call it Auschwitz. Yeah, I mean, Auschwitz. That, that's where he is. And we and we need to listen to him. Yeah. Closely. Power. Power that at that time ran sly policy. For example, they met all the claims of workers. The 1st of May was never celebrated. All right, they gave you a day that was free from work. They introduced Kraftirchheute, so a special holiday for workers. They could also fight unemployment. They knew how to play on the dignity of a nation. Germans move up from the shame of the Treaty of Versailles. Have your pride back. Look at that. And that government also saw that people were slowly engulfed by this lack of sensitivity. They ceased to react to evil. And that was the moment when that government could speed up the process of evil. What came later was something that developed immediately. Jews could not get jobs, they could not emigrate, and then, quickly, Jews would be sent to ghettos, to Kaunas, to Riga, to my ghetto, the Litzmannstadt, the Zwuch ghetto. Most people from there were later sent to Kulmhof, Helmna on the Ner, where they were murdered in lorries with exhaust gases. And the rest will make their way to Auschwitz, where in a very modern world, way and manner, they were murdered with Zyklon B in all those modern gas chambers. Oh! That's Governor Cuomo was there. Wow. He, he said, cease to care about evil. Yeah. That's the Canadian legislation that just got passed. They ceased to care about evil. Yeah. Um, We're right now, our, our Supreme Court is debating abortion right now. We've ceased yeah. to care about evil. Guys, we are at the same, and I mean around the world, we are at the same cultivating grounds that brought in right. the Nazi Germany attitude. Yeah. Auschwitz. Uh, Auschwitz. Around the country, around the whole world, not right. just in the... Not just in Canada, right? The world. Remember what was going on then. The whole the whole world was primed for this in one way or another. Yeah. Hitler just beat everybody to the punch. Yeah. Right. But and so, what you see right now, what what he's talking about, all I could think about was remember during the pandemic, what was the problem? Oh, we'll take care of you financially. Yeah. Go into your homes. Shut down we'll, your businesses. We'll, don't worry about your financial situations. Right. We'll give the you the car. We'll give you the parachute. We'll give you. We'll tri- send you yep. checks. We'll send you checks. Those government checks are taking care of us. And now all of a sudden, the people who are pushing back against the government are the bad guys because you ain't getting checks no more, right? So whatever it is, we're good. It's separating people. Yep. We talked about this so much yep. on Cross Politics. He was talking about days off. Days right. May first. <laughs> right. You get day off. <laughs> We're fighting unemployment. Holidays, We're yeah. fighting unemployment for you. We're going to move your IRS tax filing deadline. Mm. Only two weeks. 
And, and remember, remember the, the first video he went through, and like, oh, at first it was like they took away the benches. Yeah, Jews, Jews can't sit on the benches. Right. Yeah. And then they took away the pools. Jews can't swim in this pool. Yeah. Then they took away singing. Sound, sound yeah. familiar? Oh. Sound on, familiar? Gabe. Come on, Gabe. And then they took away no mixing with kids. Right. Uh, yeah, remember, yeah. remember yeah. the clip we just played in the right. interview uh, at Canada. Yeah, you and, can't mix vax and anti-vax. And we even had playgrounds shut down here. Yes, yeah. we're arresting right. white women for being on playgrounds with their kids on the playground. You know it's bad when they arresting white women. <laughs> well, everybody need to be afraid <laughs> when white women can't take their kids to the playground. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, that's for real. <laughs> and then, then they said uh, you could only buy your bread and food after 5 p.m. Yeah. So right, what, and again, all of it is like this little step. By little step patter, patter. of it's yep. kind of annoying, mm-hmm. but you can sit on a different bench. We can. It's next. kind of it's kind of annoying, but you can go to a different pool. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of inconvenient, but you can shop after five p.m. We'll never get to Auschwitz. That's right. not what this is. But nobody's no. doing that. So yeah. here's here's a clip. So this is the thing. Notice how what Marion is talking about is the separation of people in class, right? right? right. To right. make them not human anymore. Yeah, people who are different, right? Alien from you. And so this guy Freddie Sayers, he's from the UK. He goes. Into uh, Vienna, which is uh, a little, I think, the capital of Austria. Yeah, Vienna. And he goes in there and start. And this, this clip is from Unheard. He's who he works for, yeah. and he starts talking to some of the people in this particular society about how they feel about the unvaccinated having to be separated from society. I think it comes much too late, and I think I think it's very unfair of people who are not for health reasons not taking a vaccine because that's obvious you know but all the others they're crazy and all the trouble we have is due to those people who believe in i don't know the earth is flat (laughs) wow (laughs) so how long would you be happy for them to be stuck at home for Uh, i don't think that will help that's the thing Mm. but what is what makes me hopeful is that now some of those people who refuse to have a vaccine are now thinking of having second thoughts because they have no access to restaurants, they have no access to theater or anything. And I know people like that. Benches and pools. All of a sudden, they're in a hurry to get a vaccine. So you're not worried that a whole little part of society is just invisible now, stuck at home? If If the majority of society depends on idiots, then we can't be helped. And that's the end of society. Wow. No, no, I don't think. We had it for everybody sometimes to go so i think it's now for a special group and they should do it no i think it's i think it's the right way because special group. Uh, because um uh the the um cases are getting higher and higher and higher and the problems are the not vaccinated people so i'm fine with that isn't it true though you can still transmit if you're vaccinated and catch it I, what what do you mean you can still pass the corona on I'm 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 not sure. I think everybody should do what we can do, yeah. and to be vaccinated, it's the very best option we have. So everybody should do that. You're not worried? No. I'm not solidarity with these people, and I believe that uh, it's a good decision from the government. Mm. So you don't feel sorry for them stuck at home? No. Why should be punished for the people who just not uh, uh, have uh, uh, the intention to be? Uh, uh, vaccinated and uh, integrated in our community. Do you know anyone who's not vaccinated? Yes, yesterday, unfortunately, I met a, a child. He's not going to school today because of lockdown. And um, I asked him why. I said, because I'm not uh, vaccinated. I said, why? I'm scared about that. It's, 
You think that's silly? No, I don't accept that. And the fund, it's not uh, the parents should uh, encourage kids to, to get vaccinated. <laughs> wow. So, pitter patter. Right. Pitter patter. Right. And yeah, this is Austria. Remember the the first clip uh, we yeah. played in the first segment. It said you get used to the thought that alienation is normal. Yes. That's what that's what's happening Getting, in Austria right now. That someone is being excluded, someone can be stigmatized, yep. alienated, and that's how it is going step by step. Slowly people begin to see that this is something normal. Both victims and perpetrators, bystanders, those who see it become familiar and they become acquainted with the thought, familiar with the idea that the group that produced and then he goes on to talk about Einstein, Mendelssohn, yeah. and so on. Yeah. They are different people, alien people, that they are the people who carry germs and cause pandemics. Auschwitz didn't fall suddenly out of the skies. It was pittering, pattering, wow. and all those tiny steps. They're wow. dulling the sharp edge of evil so that they can, yeah. again, like you said in the, with, with yeah. the last segment, throw them into the trains. Yeah. Guys, we can get yeah. there. It's not impossible. Yeah. It happened. I want to read another section from this book. How, to kill, uh, how yeah. do you kill 11 million people? Why the Truth Matters More Than You Think is by Andy Andrews. In at least one German town, the railroad tracks ran behind the church. An eyewitness stated, We heard stories of what was happening to the Jews, but we tried to distance ourselves from it because we felt, what could anyone do to stop it? Each Sunday morning, we would hear the train whistle blowing in the distance, then the wheels coming over the tracks. We became disturbed when we heard cries coming from the train as it passed by. Mm. We realized that it was carrying Jews like cattle in the cars. Week after week, the whistle would blow. We dreaded to hear the sounds of those wheels because we knew that we would hear the cries of the Jews en route to a death camp. Wow. Their screams tormented us. We knew the time the train was coming, and when we heard the whistle blow, we began singing hymns. By the time the train came past our church, we were singing at the top of our voices. If we heard the screams, we sang more loudly, and soon we heard them no more. Years have passed and no one talks about it now, but I still hear the train whistle in my sleep. I don't, we're here. We're, we're officially in the middle of this right now. And I can't, I can't believe this. I want to say that it's even, I mean, in some ways kind of a step further in that you've got churches in Canada, apparently Toronto begging, petitioning the government to do the segregation. Right. Right. Segregate us. Oh God. Yeah. State. And, and, and here's what they don't understand in Canada. Speaking of, that's a good point, Pastor, because what they think is going to stop with the churches. Yeah. They think it's going to stop with James yeah. Coates. They think it's going to stop with Realm. They think it's going to stop with those guys. Oh, it's just those guys yeah. that it's going to be. But right. they don't understand. Yeah. This doesn't just end with right. the churches. This is a yeah. full overhaul to recreate the world. Right, right. And it's not just, and here's what's amazing. Guys, it's not just happening in Canada. No. It's in Austria. It's in Germany. It's in Africa. It's yeah. in America. It's in here. It's everywhere. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so now is a particular time. Time to be vigilant right. to fight against this thing. I, I don't think people realize, too, this, again, from, from this book, How to Kill 11 Million People, um, it wasn't just Jews who were persecuted. I didn't know that. Today, most people are unaware that of the 11 million people exterminated, 5 million were not even Jewish. Right. right. Wow. Almost half of the people who were murdered in World War II under Nazi Germany were not Jewish. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in Dachau, one, Dachau, one of the largest and most infamous of all concentration camps, only a third of the population was Jewish. Two-thirds were not Jewish. Man. We've all heard of the yellow triangles. The Jews were forced to wear for identification, but do you know that other colors were used as well? Uh-oh. Brown triangles identified gypsies and those of Roman descent. Purple triangles were worn by Jehovah's Witnesses, Catholic priests, and Christian leaders who ran afoul of the government. 
Black triangles marked one as a vagrant worn by any person lacking documentation. <laughs> when asked for proof of permanent address. Vaccine passport. Blue, blue triangles were forced on those who had moved to Germany from other countries unless they were Jewish, in which, of course, the case they wore yellow. Red triangles were worn by a large and diverse group. You wore red if you were a member of a trade union, a Democrat, a Freemason, or any number of categories labeled as a political nonconformist. Wow. Pink Badges identified homosexuals, though any suspected perpetrator of a sexual offense, such as rape or pedophilia, was also given a pink triangle. Green badges were given to common thieves and murderers, and since they were not suspect politically, these prisoners, called capos, were often in charge of all the others, <laughs> the common criminals. That, that sounds familiar. Right. You know, this is... Uh, uh, we keep on. I don't know how we can beat this horse more because, guys, I'm. Yeah. I was thinking about this, and we've done a lot of shows on this. When I found this particular clip from Marion, I was thinking to myself, God tried to warn us yeah. in so many ways. January 2020. He, it, right in you know what we were doing in January yeah. 2020. We we were just getting back from yeah. the G3, G3 conference. conference. Yeah. We did the East Coast tour. Right. Well, and, and Governor Cuomo was telling everybody to go about their business because there's nothing to worry and about. And he was right. He should have continued to do that. Right. right? And he had just sat down, yeah. heard Marion give this wonderful presentation. Guys, if yeah. you can listen to the 22 minutes, listen to the whole thing. Yeah. He, yeah. Is, he sees that we're forgetting. He even said in his talk, he was like, I know people don't get the, they don't want to hear the stories anymore. They become numb to the whole yeah. thing of Auschwitz. They can't hear with a fresh voice, but I need to speak to my daughter and my grandkids Oof. because he, and so, and I've even seen other Holocaust survivors saying, listen, the spirit of Hitler is alive right now in yeah. Austria, and my fear yeah. is that it's coming to yeah. America. Yeah. Guys, I, I don't know how to shake us anymore. This, yeah. it, and I'm not trying to be salacious with this at all, but I'm just saying, like, this might be one of the most important shows that we have because right, right now, yeah. our options yeah. to fight are available to us. Right. You read in the last segment. When they closed the doors and locked it, they knew it's that that was, that was too late. That's why they're screaming in the cars going by the churches. If I yep. can incur, guys, hear the trains coming, right. see the guys coming and say, hey, yeah. we want to help you. Don't take it. Don't take the handouts. Right. Show up. Get your churches together. Start singing songs when they right. tell you you can't sing. Right. Yeah. Start pushing in places they tell you you can't push. Right. Uh, yeah, Jordan Peterson even gets this point. He's talking to Joe Rogan about it. I just don't understand how it gets to the point well, where thing, things get to terrible places one tiny step at a time. You know, if I encroach, I, if I encroach on you and I'm sophisticated about it, I'm going to encroach two millimeters. I'm going to encroach right to the point where you start, start to protest. Then I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. Then you're going to calm down. Then I'm going to encroach again right to the point where you protest. Then mm. I'm going to stop. Then I'm going to wait. And I'm just going to do that forever and before you know it you're going to be back three miles from where you started and you'll have done it one step at a time and then you'll go oh how'd i get here and the answer was well i pushed you a little farther than you should have gone and you agreed and so then i pushed you a little farther than you should have gone again oh. and you agreed mm. and if anybody's interested in this sort of process and this is a horrifying book if you want to read about how this process works you can read a book called ordinary men by Robert Browning. Uh, again, little pitter patter steps, little tiny yeah. steps. Take away your benches, take away your pools, take yeah. away your bread at you know before five o'clock. Then you get used to the thought that alienation is normal, yeah. and then they finally get you. You know, they push you again, and they finally get you to the point where you cease to care about evil. Right, lack, and, then, and that's when they jump. You're slowly engulfed by a lack of sensitivity. That's right. So, so like, so, <laughs> may, so question, like, um, are you getting used to wearing masks? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, stop. 
Stop. Like you, I don't, I don't think people get it. Like people, it's just a mask. It's just, it's yeah. We know it doesn't do anything, but we just want to go about our business. You go, you're, you're, you, this is sensitivity training. Like you yeah. are being desensitized to that, to that tyranny. Right. Put this on your face. Do what we say. Right. Okay. Um, it, you know, then this it needs to be in. Like, don't get used to it. Right. Don't get used to the rules. Don't get used. Don't to the live signs. by them. Don't live by the lies. Because it's all lies. How do 11 million people get Come killed? By, by, by lying. lying. By right. lies. <laughs> and, and I think, and the thing that I was, I think what we want to underline here is the fact that right now, especially in America, especially here, but I mean, it's, it's, I think even elsewhere, I mean, even the Canadian guys we just talked to, yeah. like, you can still stand. Yes. You can still stand up. They haven't actually put barbed wire around your ghetto yet. Yeah. Okay. Right. But, um, but what they're doing is they're setting it up to do that. They're setting up so that now there's a separate class of people, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, right. the, the compliant and the non-compliant, yeah. um, the, those who are um, with us and patriotic and those who are not with us and not patriotic, yeah. whatever it is. But they're, 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 they're grooming you. They're, they're desensitizing you to that idea of there being different classes. And then you hear the people on the street in Austria. And, and the people in Austria are just saying, well, that's just the way it goes. And, and they're, they're spreading germs and I don't feel bad for them at all. And the, and the victims and the perpetrators are getting used to that. And when it, cause when it's a public health crisis, that's right. right. It's an emergency. You're being trained to think this is an emergency. This is what we have to do. And so we have to card them off. And then, and then next comes the fences for your protection. Mm-hmm. That's right. For that's your protection, right. we're going to put the fences up. Don't worry. You can be free within your, we'll even take some bribes. We'll give yeah. you days off. We'll send you checks. We hope to two, let you out soon. Two weeks, two months. Yeah. Right. That's what's happening. Well, and all you got to do is just get vaccinated, guys. Right. And what they're really saying is all you got to do is give up your freedom and let right. us make health decisions right. for you. I want to say, I want to say one more thing here. And that is men. Was, you yeah, have got to that's stand. Where you better go. preach. That's where I was going to You go. better preach. Yes, sir. I mean, men. Right, your job is to stand between these enemies and your families, right. your churches, your communities. And for right. too long, men are not standing up. That's right. I, I went to a political event not too long ago in this state, and one of the most striking things about it was it was it was a conservative political, you know, hey, how yep. people think biblically about getting involved in politics. And the thing that was astonishing, and in, and as I thought about it more and more, so disheartening was that the dominant presence was fifty-something women. Fifty-something-year-old wow. women, fifty-something-year-old yeah. um, women, and they meanwhile the grandmas, whatever they care about their families, yeah. you know, Christian, all the rest. But that's of it. who's doing battle. But here's what I want to know: is where are the men at? And when I yeah. talked to the guy that organized the event, he said, "Actually, um, that's my normal demographic." Yeah. He said, "When I when I put a call out for action, it's women who respond." Ugh. Men, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah. We ought to be ashamed not of ourselves. Not protecting your cities. We're not protecting our people. That's right. Pastors need to be ashamed of themselves. Elders need to be ashamed of themselves. But men, where are you? And here's the thing. Um, you know, we got better things to do, right? Yeah. That, that's, yeah. I mean, that, that's the answers. We're like, we're like, well, I, I gotta, I gotta work. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Um, here's a, here's a quote actually from the book, Plato. The punishment which the wise suffer who refuse to take part in the government. Is to live under the government of worse men. Yep, that's right. That's, right. that's Plato, mm-hmm. pagan. Plato mm-hmm. knew better. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked to Joseph Backholm a long time ago, yeah. and he told us. I mean, he, he just said, "Can we get Christians to engage for ten minutes a year?" That's, that's it. it. That's what he asked for. Ten minutes a year. Can we modify that? Can we just get Christian men ten minutes a year? That's what we want. If there's well, what ten do you want? A year. That's what we want. We want. If you're listening to this show, yeah. if you're a Christian man. That's it. Ten you minutes need, a year. You gotta show up. 
10 minutes a year. Hey, guys, I, I was talking to uh, Pastor Tom Askell. We were talking about the Southern Baptist Convention and kind of where things at, and, and it's a mess. It's yeah. an absolute mess. Yeah. Yeah. And he said something, and I believe this is absolutely true about everything. He's like, we don't come out of this apart from God doing a work. That's right. And I just want to add to that. We need to ask God to do the work. Yeah. We need to be on our knees, and we need to be praying. And what part of what they want, I just Nazis weren't always Nazis. Mm-hmm. Right? It, they, pitter-patter over time. They became yeah. Yeah. So everything isn't always identifiable in its infancy except the process. Right? right? Yeah. And yeah. so we need to make sure that we are people who are in prayer, mm-hmm. who are doing the... This is why the, the mundane, the normal mundane things are so important. Yeah. Going to church. Going... It's Christmas time. Be out yep. singing Christmas carols as much as you can with right. your people. Yeah. Yep. Be going through Advent with your children. Have a big party. Have a big party. Have people over. I mean, guys, that is how we fight and not being radical with those but, things. But what we're talking about is be normal. Right. Be normal, <laughs> faithful Christians. Yeah. And do not allow any of these encroachments on, on what is normal, faithful Christian living. When yep. Fauci so talks about what you can do on Christmas... Yeah. No, Forget Fauci. Yeah. No. And, and, and so the question is still here. Are you listening? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're in Idaho. Our governor in Idaho shut down our economy. Right. Like we have a repo- – we're supposed yeah. to be like a – a, a, We had a lady arrested for going on a playground in Idaho. Yeah, in Idaho. Insane. You know, we got it, – it's – it. it your state. You got arrested. Not, I got arrested for <laughs> singing songs. They took away singing from us. They took away the pools from us. Right. They took away the benches. Right. We couldn't go to restaurants. Stand on these circles. They said we yeah. couldn't eat after 5 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. These are the circles yeah. you're allowed to stand right. on. You can go get your right. food after 5 p.m. Right. And, and, and the, and Christian men need to stand up and say, hell no. Amen. Mm. Hell Amen. no. Because, because we've seen, we know, we know this, where this leads goes. to, this leads to hell. Yeah, and we're no, not with my family. You don't, not with my kids, not with my grandkids. Because Jesus died and rose again to make everything new, to set us free, and He's Lord. Amen. Merry Christmas. These tyrants are not Lord. He was, He was born. Mm. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. American colleges have become more hostile to the faith of young Christians than the beaches of Normandy were to the Allies. Literally. Undergraduate training wasn't always a death trap of unbelief. Once, colleges were boot camps for body, mind, and soul. Now, most college students spend their days in tax-funded adult daycares with all the intellectual rigor of lazy rivers, safe spaces, and complimentary condoms. And in our recent COVID faux-pocalypse, those daycares became prisons almost overnight. Cover your face. Line up for your shot, stay in your room, but don't worry, the condoms were still complimentary. At New St. Andrews, you are not on vacation, you are not in daycare, and you won't be herded into a dorm. From week one, you will be treated like an adult. You are responsible for paying your own rent and developing your own grocery budget. Or going hungry. Get a shot, or don't. Mask up, or don't. Most of our students even work part-time jobs on top of the 40-hour class workload. It's part of the anti-fragile hustle and grind that distinguishes our graduates from the majority of their own generation and that employers and graduate schools love. Most college graduates in the U.S. are stuck paying off loans for years. New St. Andrews sets you up to graduate debt-free and dangerous, ready to pursue grad school, a family, or business opportunities in the real world without any reliance on pork subsidies from Mother America and with no weepy need for safe spaces. 
The real world isn't a cushy place. No one owes you success. You were entitled to exactly jack squat in this life. But rich or poor, unlike your face or your freedom, your job or your business, an education and the ability to think clearly can never be taken from you as long as you are still above ground. Not by petty tyrants or cowardly clergy, not by thoughtless mobs or lab coat megalomaniacs. At New St. Andrews College, you'll learn from teachers whose ideas equipped men and women to build Western civilization in the first place, and which will be used again to defend and rebuild what has been lost as the West has faltered into decay, losing her faith and her mind. Yes, most of our best teachers are dead. But our classical Christian liberal arts education is how we've been graduating thoughtful, articulate outlaws and leaders with spines for the last quarter century. The intellectual and theological bedrock beneath the Judeo-Christian West is what you'll study, engage with, write about and own. It is what you will debate in class and present in public as you learn to live like forbidden fire, surrounded by the darkness of unbelief, manifesting God's truth, goodness and beauty to all who live around you. Training like this can't happen over Zoom. At New St. Andrews, we believe whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of real or virtual fools will suffer harm. Your peers shouldn't be your spiritual leaders. You should have a real flesh and blood in-person church for that. NSA is in the heart of downtown Moscow, Idaho, where you will witness men and women building Christendom on every corner. Where else are you going to be able to break bread in your professor's homes, debate great literature with them while their kids are playing, sing psalms while being arrested with them, catch turtles with them? No one comes to NSA to get lost in the crowd. You might be able to hide in a graduating class of thousands, but our classes are better measured in dozens. You will grow in this program or you will tap out. And when you finish, you'll be ready for life in whatever moments and scenes and struggles God may have prepared for you. We are training students who worship and march and study and fellowship and sing and write and start businesses and raise kids that no one can mask, cancel, or bury. We follow the King of Kings who knew the way through the mob and out of the grave. We fight to rebuild Christendom in the ruins, in our families, and in our businesses, in the cities where we live, in the countries where we go, in the congregations where we worship. Your mom may worry that Moscow, Idaho is many miles from home. She should worry more about how spiritually distant even a nearby godless campus is. After four years in a Christian community like ours, you will grow much closer to your family. Don't stay distant. Click the link today to schedule a visit to New St. Andrews College.